Hey guys, some new rules coming about in 2019. Figured I'd give you a quick rundown of what the USGA has to say. There's some interesting stuff and some things about hazards and taking drops and behaving yourself and breaking clubs and all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, if you're heavy into tournament golf, it's going to make a big difference. If you're not, you can basically keep doing the same crap you've been doing, except now it's all legal, which is really cool. And uh, they're really pushing pace of play too. So um, I think it'll be a quick rundown and hopefully it'll be some help to you. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. So I thought it'd be cool uh, to go over some of the USGA's rules changes that are taking place here with the, the new year in 2019. Uh, not going to claim to know every nuance of the rules, but I thought it'd be helpful to just run through them. And, you know, to be honest, most of the people that I play with, uh, all you casual golfers out there, I mean, you guys aren't really adhering to every letter of the law anyway. So, which I totally agree with, like, you know, play comfortable golf, have fun with it. Um, but there are some pretty cool things that you can get away with now. So you can keep doing the same shit you've been doing and you're actually following the rules. So I think that's pretty cool. And I think knowing the rules is always a good thing because you can rub it in your buddy's faces when they call you out on it and you can point to the rule book and say, no, uh, I can drop here and you can go screw yourself, <laughs> you know, um, so let me just run through it. I'm going to post, um, the USGA has a little download uh, PDF document that sort of summarizes a lot of this stuff. So I'll, I'll post that on my website, about-golf.org, aboutgolf.org, and, um, and in some different places. I'll put it up on social too. Um, but I think that'll be really helpful for you. So the first thing uh, is got to do with the ball at rest. So when the ball moves, if you're accidentally hunting for your ball and you kick it, or you're on the green and you accidentally move your ball or your ball marker. There's no penalty uh, for doing that. There used to be penalties for accidentally moving your, your stuff. Um, in casual games, you just move it back anyway. Um, but stuff like, you know, what happened to Dustin Johnson in the U.S. Open, um, these rules are a little bit too late for him, but um, he won the tournament anyway. Um, so, um, standard for deciding whether the player caused the ball to move, that's more what Dustin, uh, ran into on the putting green. So, um, you're not deemed to have caused the ball to move unless it's almost certain that you did. So, um, so the, the onus is on basically proving that you actually moved the ball, uh, which I think is a good thing. Uh, you accidentally move it, big deal, put it back, uh, no penalty. Um, if um, if you need to replace your ball after it's moved and you don't know where the original spot is, you you put it back on the estimated spot, um, you know, as close as you can. Okay, so uh, next thing is ball in motion. So if the ball is accidentally deflected by another player, his caddy, you or your equipment after you hit the flat after you hit the shot, or you hit the flag, um, there's no penalty for any of that stuff, which is cool. Uh, another one is a double hit. So if you're hitting a pitch shot and you hit it twice, um, there's no extra penalty for that. So if you want to sort of serve one up and then and then hit it onto the green, uh, go for it. But um, there's no extra penalty. So it used to be, all right, you'd hit a chip shot and it goes tick, tick. Um, 
they wherever the ball ended up, you had to play it, but they'd add a penalty shot. They don't add that penalty shot anymore. So you could still laugh at your buddies, but there's no extra penalty shot. Um, taking relief is pretty interesting because you now drop the ball. Whenever you have to make a drop, you drop it from knee height. Um, so you're, um, you're dropping and whenever you have a relief area, so if it's one club length or two club lengths, so by the way, the club length is measured by the longest club in your bag other than your putter. So usually that'll be your driver. Um, but when you're taking a one club length or two club length, whatever it might be, the ball has to drop inside that area and it has to stay inside that area. It used to be that the ball could roll an extra two club lengths from where it originally hit the ground and that's no longer allowed. So it's going to have to stay within that designated sort of relief area. Um, so it should be easier to do with a lower drop and you can find a good piece of grass to land it on. You could be more accurate with your drops. Um, so there's goods and bads there. Um, but you can drop it from a lower height. Um, do, do, do. Time for looking for a lost ball is three minutes, not five minutes, which I think is a great idea. Anything that keeps people moving is cool. Uh, most people cheat anyway. They'll just throw a ball out, and that's fine. Um, but three minutes is not much time. Um, you can substitute your ball um, when you're taking relief. It used to be that it had to be a penalty relief, like if you hit it in the water or something. Um, but you can change balls out. Uh, embedded ball rule is uh, by default in play uh, through the green, so everywhere, um, except in bunkers if your ball is plugged in a bunker. Um, so there's that. Um, but but embedded ball rule you can you can go with that unless there's a rule that says you can't. Um, the putting green areas of the golf course. Um, do do do. If, um, say, the ball blows, the wind blows your ball on the putting green or it moves for no clear reason, you have to put it back. So you can't, like, you know, put it on the, on the slope and after a couple seconds, if it rolls down, it rolls next to the hole. You don't leave it next to the hole. you got to put it back. Um, you can repair all damage to the putting green, like spike marks, ball marks, animal damage, everything. Um, there's nothing against any of that anymore, which was ridiculous in my opinion. Um, you can also touch the line of a putt. Like if you're playing in a tournament and your caddy touches the ground where you're supposed to aim, um, that is cool as well. Um, you can leave the flag stick in the hole when you're putting now. So you can have a three-foot putt, you can leave the flag in, and it's totally cool. In fact, you might even see Bryson DeChambeau putting with the flag in. He said that he was going to be testing flags on the PGA Tour to see what the coefficient of restitution was for each of the flag sticks. And if it was low enough, meaning how hard the ball bounces off the flag, he would putt with the flag stick in. Uh, sounds complicated, but it basically means how springy is the flag stick. I don't know why he can't just say it that way. Um, so penalty areas, uh, are now, uh, what you call the red and yellow water hazards. So penalty areas now could be like, you know, if you're marking a golf course, it could be more than just water. It could be like desert and jungle and rocks and other things instead of just water. Um, and when you're in those penalty areas, so if you're in next to a water hazard, you can ground your club, you can make practice swings, you can remove loose impediments like grass and 
uh, beer cans and stuff like that next to your ball. Um, so you, you can remove that stuff now, which is really cool. Um, the, uh, do, do the, I'm just looking at these things as I go. The, um, the red penalty areas, um, yeah, they're letting rules committees use red a little more often. So just to be clear, guys, red and yellow, most of you don't know what all the rules are um, with red and yellow, although they did get rid of one for red, which nobody knew about anyway, the, the opposite margin rule. But if you hit it in a red hazard or yellow, you can always play the ball where it lies, and you can always go back to where you originally hit the, the, the shot from. Um, going back, going back, obviously incurs a one stroke penalty. If you play the ball, there's no penalty. Um, in a red hazard, you can go two club lengths from the point where the ball last crossed into the hazard. So think red used to be sort of, it's called a lateral hazard. So it used to be along the sides of a hole. So if your ball went in the hazard, you could drop two club lengths from that, that red line. Um, yellow, you don't get that option. Yellow, you have to take the point where the ball last crossed into the hazard and the flag stick and go straight back. You can go straight back as far as you want and you can drop anywhere on that line, which is why when you see the players playing an island green like at TPC Sawgrass, they don't, even if they hit it over the green, they don't get to drop on the green because the last point where it crossed into the hazard is the back of the green, then you got the flag stick and they can go straight back as far as they want, which would be back into the grandstands. Um, so usually they take, really, they, they take the opportunity to drop in that drop area and uh, try to hit an awkward 80-yard shot. Um, so with, uh, with red, you also get that straight back opportunity. So red, you get the additional two club lengths that you don't get with yellow. Okay, um, so that that should be pretty simple there. Um, if uh, you're in a bunker, you can touch the sand. There's no stupid rule like if you accidentally put your club down, um, you know, 20 yards away from your ball, you're going to get penalized. Um, but you can't touch the sand um, to test the conditions of the bunker with your hands or the club or anything. You can't make practice swings still, and you can't uh, put the club in front or behind the ball direct like right behind it um, and you cannot sort of do the move where you sort of rake a bunch of sand as you take the club back and um, and improve your lie so as you're making your swing you can't touch you know in the back swing sort of push a bunch of sand out of the way um, so all that is still bad but you um, you're not going to get those stupid penalties that none of you guys are calling on each other anyway um, Bunkers, if you have an unplayable lie in a bunker, like let's say your ball lands and it plugs underneath the lip, it used to be that you would have to drop within the bunker. Um, there was no other option. Uh, now you are allowed to drop outside of the bunker. So you can, you can uh, proceed with an unplayable lie, but it's a penalty of two strokes. So normally an unplayable lie you can go back to where you originally hit the ball, you can go two club lengths away, no closer to the hole, or you can take the flag and the point where the ball is and go straight back. Unplayable lie is a penalty of one shot, so if you're under a bush or something, you've got those three options. Uh, but if you're in a bunker, you can do any of those things, but if you actually take a drop outside the bunker, 
it's an extra stroke. So it's two shots instead of just one. Anyway, so it uh, doesn't happen. I don't think it's ever happened in my golf career. So chances are you don't have to worry about that one. Uh, equipment, dam damaged clubs. This is a pretty cool one. So um, you can continue using a broken club even if you damaged it because you were pissed off. Um, so that's pretty cool. You, you break your seven iron in half and now you got a short, a little shorty that you can use if you need to chip out from under a bush. So keep it in your, in your bag. And, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, you, uh, on the downside, you can't replace a damaged club unless you weren't responsible for the damage. So if you get pissed off and break your driver, you can't go to your car at the turn and, and grab a new one. Uh, you got to deal with it. Um, on the other hand, if, uh, you know, your buddy, your buddy, uh, plays a trick on you and unstraps your bag and the, and the clubs fly out of the back of your, your cart and, and smash your driver, then you can go and replace it. Um, distance measuring devices are allowed. Um, advice. So a caddy no longer is allowed to sort of stand behind you and line you up. Um, I don't think many of you guys are using caddies, but, uh, you know, you can't have a caddy stand there. Yep. That looks good. And then get out of the way. They're not allowed to do that anymore. Um, caddies can mark balls on putting greens and, um, they got a bunch of stuff. I mean, a lot of the stuff, um, they're really trying to promote pace of play, uh, rounds of golf take too long and they want people to hurry their asses up. They're saying, uh, you're supposed to hit a shot in no more than 40 seconds. Um, so that's pretty quick. You get to your ball, figure it out, laser your distance, pull a club and give it a rip and then move on. And um, so they're all about people moving quicker, which I'm sure all of you are all about too. I am. And um, so let me see, pace of play. Uh, they got an interesting thing. So they got a... Um, a, a, a modification of stroke play that they're going to allow stroke play with maximum scores. So you might see some tournaments where you got double par or net double bogey, that sort of thing is maximum score. And, um, and they're allowing ready golf in tournament play. So there's no, uh, no, uh, nobody's going to frown at you and look at you funny. If, um, you agree to, you know, play out of turn, that sort of thing in a stroke play environment, match play, you got to be a little careful. Um, because it matters so much what the other players doing. So standards of con standards of conduct again back to broken clubs and stuff. So they're basically saying committees can kick you out if you're being a dumbass, which I would agree with. Um, integrity. Um, they're basically putting a little more trust in people. Like no longer if you're gonna mark your ball and clean it or identify it, that sort of thing. You no longer have to announce to your playing partners that you're doing that. And, um, so, um, all this stuff is pretty straightforward. Um, there's some pretty big changes. If you're heavy into tournament golf, uh, reading into this stuff a little deeper and making sure you got it down is going to only help you. Um, if you're just playing casual golf with your buddies, there's a few extra things that you can get away with, or you can continue doing what you've always been doing. And all of a sudden you're within the rules, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, like putting with flag sticks and, you know, grounding your club in hazards and doing all kinds of stuff that you didn't know that you were doing wrong. So anyway, um, this, uh, little PDF spreadsheet is, um, is available on my website. 
uh, go ahead and check it out. Um, use it however you like. If you've got any questions, just shoot them to me on social or hit me up. Uh, Twitter's a good way to do it or hit me up with an email. I'll be glad to answer anything you got. I hope that was helpful to you guys and uh, good luck with the new rules in 19. Hey, if you haven't subscribed to the Golf Essentials podcast, it'd be super cool if you did. If you really like the stuff, please share it with your buddies. I would really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys.